0: The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during this or any broadcast belong solely to our guests or our hosts. These broadcasts do not represent or reflect the views of their employers, sponsors, or
1: affiliated organizations.
0: Welcome to the Flipboard EDU podcast with your host, William Jeffrey, where we collaborate, communicate, and educate with the greatest educators in the world on Flipboard. Let's start the show.
2: Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey. And the devious licks is the newest trend to hit the social media platform TikTok this school year. The term hitting a lick means to successfully steal or rob someone without repercussions or retaliation. Students hit licks by vandalizing schools and or stealing from them, swiping items such as soap dispensers and property from teachers or principals desks. They then post their successful lick on TikTok using the hashtag devious licks. TikTok has banned these videos and has shunned this behavior. In spite of the ban, though, the problem persists and schools are beginning to crack down on students, spending them for vandalism of public property. And some students have even been arrested. Observing these devious licks has given me two powerful insights number one students are influenced by social media more in education than we thought was possible and number two some students are motivated to commit crimes and post about them on social media for social recognition in my opinion this trend is another result of the pandemic and it may shift into its own variant in this episode i speak to my former ex-student and former NFL wide receiver Jarrell Jackson, who is now the owner of API Fitness, along with his friends, TJ Moe, former NFL wide receiver and real estate investor, and the NABC Hall of Fame basketball player, Devin Griffin. We discuss ways to educate students about social media, digital citizenship, and how to stop these trends from taking off. So like we always do at this time, let's collaborate, communicate, and educate with the best educators in the world right here on Flipboard EDU Podcast.
0: So, question number one first of all, why do you think that students are doing this challenge in the first place? There's this challenge called Devious Ricks Challenge. They'll go to the festival's office and steal something. That the, that the principal doesn't know is missing from his desk or take something from the teacher's desk. If they'll go into the bathroom and vandalize the bathroom, they'll steal the soap dispensers or they'll break the toilet or they'll stand on the sinks and, and break the sink off the wall. just so, you know, they don't get caught. And so they just basically try to hit a lick. And so we know what getting a lick means. This is now a thing that these kids are really getting into. So,
3: uh, first question is, why do you think students are doing this challenge in the first place? All right. That, that's a tricky one because you got to think, Coach, if we had this much social media exposure when we was kids, we had some people around us that would have been coming up with the craziest whatever consistently. you talking about putting yourself in a situation when you can't return from. Yeah. Vandalism. We're talking about legal stuff now. Before we get to that point, because that's, that's another question that I do have.
0: Folks, these students are doing this challenge. And I know you didn't have social media when you were at school. It wasn't that big yet. It was just not on there. And we were just not getting on Twitter. I remember I started Twitter up with your class. The question is, is like, what is it about going through a principal's office and taking some off their desk and then posting on social media or, or taking something from a teacher? Without the teacher knowing,
3: and he's showing it. Why is that what students are, are in To me, yes, that's a tough one because you, now you're talking about, well, you say this a lot. It's fake gangster. Uh-huh. So you already know how we grew up where hitting a lick, you was doing that just when you trying to come up, and you don't want nobody to even know you hit a lick. Uh-huh. So I feel like with these kids seeing these trends. And it's the negative stuff that they, they attracted to. All the trends as are starting to get popular, some doing something ignorant so they can get as many wall factors as they can get. But I, I can't even tell you. I don't even understand why you pretty much telling on yourself. Because eventually somebody's going to track it to, okay, Jarrell did this. He, he done posted about it. And a lot of the reasons why I think kids do it, man, they copycats. I feel like the trend nowadays is how do I get popular? That's the thing that's going on right now. I like that. I like that. I want to welcome my other team listeners that we have on here, Dev and Yeah, and, and Dev live out here in Columbia with me, train athletes and play a little pro uh, basketball. Okay. Chan was right here. He work out at my gym. Okay. everybody, winging in. TJ, what's going on? Dev, Trap, Laura, I see. All right. here. Yeah, there we go. I
0: think Oh, it says I'm only allowed up to two co-hosts. So I would have to. I'll get your people up. If you're on, you'll be welcome to speak. I want to welcome everybody. My name is William Jeffrey. I am also known as Coach Jeffrey. I did coach your boy Jay Rail back when he was 13 and skinny, and now he's 30
3: and skinny. We're kind of slow now, TJ. I hit 21 on today. No kidding. Okay. PR. I'm still in that field, already, baby. No
0: kidding. Hey, welcome, fellas. So I am actually, this is my first time trying out Twitter spaces, and there's a thing called devious Lick. And so what kids are doing is they are going into schools, and they're committing almost petty crimes trying to hit a lick. And so I asked the real question number one, and as I asked these questions, I'm like a tweet the uh, chat. I don't know if you've ever seen a Twitter chat, but that's what this is. So eating a lick. From back in the day, where it starts from is when you would take something from somebody, where there would be no repercussion. So, for instance, you could rob somebody or you could steal something from somebody and then you hit a lick. And that you could get away with no fear of retaliation because you hit that lick. You have taken that from somebody. That nobody's going to come and get it from you, so you're acting on the cumber. So that's what we used to call hidden with back in the day.
1: Hey, Dan, welcome to the show, man. Hey, so you are you looking for a solution? Because I definitely heard already some solutions for you. Okay, okay. I, I do have a second
0: question for you because Jarrell, I think Jarrell okay. really did hit that first question real good. So here's my next question for you. The question is, should you have students arrested for
1: these challenges
0: or... Should school
1: discipline be applied? My answer to that come over around the East St. Louis area. It's a different demographic, like you said, kids going to school thinking it's cool to just destroy a bathroom. I don't mean to bring racism to it, but I think it's different levels of what people think they can get away with. Like and, and in my every my hometown, they are arresting kids for anything similar along them lines, and they've been doing it for the last ten years. And I think that's why you don't see that in certain areas. Not saying it's not everywhere. But this challenge, to me, seemed more suburban, where they, you know what I'm saying, petty, vandalism, big stuff, but they not getting no consequences from it. I think if, I think you just take it to the extreme. The first person to get all the way out of the line, they've been arresting kids, you know what I'm saying, for other stuff in my area, so go ahead and show them. Y'all going to keep it up. This is going to happen, and I think you're going to see a lot less of that. And so you said you're from the East St. Louis area. I'm familiar with
0: that area. Your friends growing up in your neighborhood, they would understand that. If you commit a petty
1: crime, there's more than likely you going to be some time behind that, correct? Yeah. If a fight is instantly you going to jail. You getting cuffed when they break it up and going to jail, but let alone vandalism or something to that extreme for these devious licks I see. Yeah, i on in the jail. Now I wouldn't say keep it on their record forever, but you gotta make a statement to the rest of the kids. That's why you get to see these repeated offenses. Okay. And since you said that, I want to just, you know, talk about that real quick. So one of the major
0: issues in education, especially uh, because this is a nationwide issue. So one of the issues in education currently right now, we don't want to put kids in the system. There's a prism to pipeline situation that's happening, especially in the low economic neighborhood. So the question is, if you can apply school discipline because it happened at school, do you? put that kid in the system, or do you handle it by putting them in ISS or
1: calling their parent or something to that effect? Like, how do you feel about that? So the way it's been done that I've seen is once you get 18, you get a restart. But no, hold them accountable because what about the teacher's safety? What about the staff safety? What about the other people around the other kid's safety? You know what I mean? That's what you got to think about. They knew they was doing wrong, especially the fact that you recorded it and posted. You intentionally went and did that, so these are the consequences, and that's just how I feel. Awesome. Thank you, Deborah. I appreciate it, man. Hey, maybe you were jumping in the hot seat, man. You straight up just jumped in
0: the hot seat and took that question. My next question that I had: what can parents do to help the school before these activities started? Anybody want to take that?
4: That was pretty easy. I was well aware that, Whatever I did at school mm-hmm. was going to be way worse when I got home than if I went to jail. That, mm. I wouldn't have left my house. For, I didn't get in much trouble growing up, but uh, the little trouble I got in, he'd be in a room for a month. He'd be in a room for two months. He'd be in the room for a summer.
0: Now, Mr. T.J. Moe, let me ask you a question, man. What do you do with a student who Is not afraid of his parents? They're more afraid uh, little Johnny down the street than they are of their mother and father. What what would you do in that situation? I don't think you
4: should ever get there. When I was growing up, I was a lot more afraid of my parents. My parents took care of me, but also they made that line real early. It's like mm-hmm. at what point do you grow out of being afraid of your parents if they teach you at age three, age four, age five? I, I'm not sure there's recovering once once you get to sixteen. That work's gotta be done early. I, I don't wanna throw anybody under the
0: bus. Currently I'm currently I'm an assistant precipice, sir. And again I told you that I worked in the history. And I have seen more young men who are afraid of people down the street than they are afraid of their own parents. I know of one who is just going to do anything this person tells him to do, but he actually literally beat up his mother just recently, beat his mother up. She told him to do something, he didn't like it, he beat her up. she's a quote-unquote athlete, In this particular athlete, he's not an athlete anymore but his place, but beat his mother up. And all of the people that was around it was definitely disgusted with these men and women. But uh, that's the reality of a lot of students that um, are in schools and who are joining these challenges. Yeah,
4: I, d- I don't know. The, it goes back to a nuclear family a little bit. Get, get dad involved. And when dad's not involved, things get tougher. Any one parent household, if mom's not involved, things get tougher. You got mom and dad there. You got two people involved. And, and that's not the hand everybody was dealt. But that sure makes life a lot easier.
1: Like you said, real, pretty much as he was young, I'm pretty sure he always been a relatively good guy. But I can say it's no 100% solid answer for that. But I think the relationships, that's where teaching goes beyond teaching. The relationships to those kids and identifying some of those kids before they too far gone. It's a lot to ask. They got to go through the consequences, like I said, behind their actions in the sense of uh, we're talking about devious licks specifically. You come to school, you know you're going to do something bad. You're about to record it. You're trying to get a reaction from your friends. It got to be a major consequence because you. it's a lot of deliberate steps. But I think, like you said, combating it before it happened, it, it's not 100% foolproof. But you got to have relationships with them kids that show them signs before somebody like you that probably can relate to them or there's you no know, getting through to them kids, and they're going to suffer later in life if they don't get that early. <laughs> kids, to commit a crime and video yourselves doing it. When we were doing
4: dumb things, we made sure nobody was looking. We didn't have, I, when I was doing dumb things,
0: there was nobody to look. I didn't have, we didn't have a cell phone. Uh, the cell phones that we had, they were bricks with antenna on the top of it, and if, if you had one of those, you was doing something. There's another dynamic, and I appreciate what Deb said, is that one of the unspoken things about these about these genius licks is that unfortunately there are going to have to it's going to mean that teachers and principals are going to have to work harder to establish relationships with these students who are looking for that's basically what it boils down to and so i got another question for a brave soul do you think that this is an unrecognized symptom of isolation during the pandemic
1: should schools be focusing on teaching digital and civil citizenship? That's at home, and I think that's, a, that's what jail is about. Sometimes them lessons is just learned tough because people know right but wrong. And a school already got enough that they trying to teach, if we're going to be honest. It is so much different now after the
0: pandemic than what it was before the pandemic started because there are just so many different avenues that I think nobody was really paying attention to. And now all of a sudden there's just so many things that have come out of the world where the ones who suffer the most are the poorest of the children who are looking for the most attention. And so that's like where we are with this. And then that that student is more scared of Johnny down the street than they are of the parent in their household. What is the school's role to stop the vandalism? Because during the pandemic, everybody needs a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? And everybody needs to be able to keep their hands clean and these students are taking soap dispensers, starting off. starting off with soap dispensers and breaking toilets and those types of things, breaking sinks. But then they are also going into people's offices and taking things. The newest challenge, and I just tweeted this one. This is the newest one. They are unscrewing the lug nuts off of teachers' tires. I just tweeted that. My my team So. The question is, should schools be trying to focus on teaching digital and citizen, digital and civil citizenship
1: Man, that's such a financial burden, though. Like that, I think that's down the line. That's not going to happen immediately. If you're trying to do something immediately, bro, that's, that's a whole system reset you're talking about. Yeah. So I get it, but that's so big. I think they need to be something more immediate. And plus digital, like I said, man, I, in the areas I know. They ain't nowhere near that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's not happening. And we just being real. So in uh, East St. Louis, uh, I'm sorry, did you grow up with social media, sir? So I was kind of in that little mix. Like, I was in the early stages of video games, so I got to see before technology, how it grew to where it's at today, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I got a cell phone in seventh grade. Oh, okay. All right. And So where when you were on your cell phone, did y'all have, did y'all have my face or did y'all have Twitter? Yeah, my space is like the earliest Yeah, I think Jarel and then had my space definitely. I think the world was in that my Maze. Well, more
0: um, Hey Deb, I sure appreciate you popping all man in But this is my last question. My last question for tonight is why do you think that other students are not stepping up to these acts from happening and stopping these acts from happening? I-, I will give a quick story about Jarrell. One thing that I can say about Jarrell was real well, was a young man is that him and the group of friends that he was around, they didn't allow them they didn't allow their friends to be dumb stuff and continue to hang around them. That's one thing that I can appreciate about durrell when he was especially after the pandemic, I think that because things have been in isolation to some degree, that social acceptance is like very important to them. So the question is, what happened to Leadership in high school. If everybody was at home with their parents and everybody was able to take care or, or have to survive through a pandemic, you just think on the other side of that, things like leadership, camaraderie, civility, those things would
1: come to the forefront. But why is that not happening in our schools? I talk since it seemed like now it's a little bit. Yeah, it take a leader to stop a leader. And most of the kids that's probably doing that are probably leaders, but in a negative circle. So when we talked about the relationships with teachers, for like, instance, if, if going back in time, if you're close to Jarrell, and Jarrell is one of them stand out, you would probably build a relationship with Jarrell. Hey, can you watch your homie, man? Make sure. Because you kind of know the kids that'll do something like that beforehand, if that makes sense. Because most kids not going to step up and stop you. It. So it's like, he going to do it, he going to do it. It's out of my control. But it'll take another leader to, you know what I'm saying, put a grasp on that Hey,
3: Jarrell, you can back up. You want to say something? Yeah, now I was going to explain, like, kind of the who runs the uh, show. So, we didn't, like, me, Dev, you, we didn't have social media uh, like that. So, we didn't have to deal with the whole, oh, like, status. We didn't have social media. At least we didn't have the social media that was interactive and who were so many followers like they do now. Which means the people that had the status was who? It was the athletes. It was, it, those were the guys that had more pull when it came to what was popular, what was popping, what was going on. And the reason I was such a big impact was because of that. Mm. And nowadays with social media being so huge and what it is more so, man, who has the most, fun? who has the uh, power to get a train going? So you, you catch now that a lot of kids are, they're going to follow who, who's had, who has the most followers. And we didn't have to worry about that. Because everybody wants to do, okay, what what is Jarrell doing? And you ain't see Jarrell out here breaking (laughs) phones. You ain't see Jarrell, you know, stealing stuff off the teacher desk. So it just wasn't a thing. And I just feel like everybody just want to be a part of what is going on, what's popular. So I think the best way to get these kids back on track is to continue getting kids prepared for the real world financially and, you know, how to live life as a human being. And if, if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for Coach Young, if it wasn't for my parents, I could have been, same st- statistic, following the thing that I see going on. So the goal, main goal, I think, right now is continue to have these teachers that care, not the teachers that turn a blind eye and give up on the kids just because they're not acting right. And definitely when it comes down to the athletic program, making sure these coaches are looking out for these kids and telling them, look, it's still a way to get to where you go without following what other people are doing. So it's hard, like Devin said, it's hard to put the pressure on your pa- on the parents and say that they need to get better. It's hard to put pressure on their peers and tell them they need to get better. Man, a lot of times this comes out of personal responsibility. My biggest fear growing up was, okay, am I going to get to where my parents know I can get to? The potential that they know that I can get to it, can I make that happen? Mm. So when it came to situation, if it didn't feel right, I just didn't do it. Like, everybody got those uh, feelings in their stomach before they do something they not supposed to. Mm-hmm. That was a feeling that I, like, trusted. Now nah, this don't feel right. Mm-hmm. You know, but you got kids nowadays that they got that same feeling. But it, then now it's like, I see everybody doing it. That That's one of them questions that we're going to have to just let time take care of itself and see how, you know, everything evolved. But I think it always comes down to the people around them. It's going to be the parents, it's going to be the teachers, it's going to be the coaches, it's going to be the friends. Surrounding yourself, you know, around good people.
0: So I will say thank you, Jerome, for sharing. I appreciate that. I will say that what was true before social media is true now. And it is birds of a feather flock together. And you got to make good decisions. I would be honest with you, man, if there was social media when I was growing up, there would be no Coach Jeffrey because if I recorded the stupid stuff that I did. Now, I'm not saying I never did none of this stuff that these kids are doing. But it wasn't on video. That's the thing. I do want to thank everybody for coming in. I want
1: to thank you guys for coming on. Dev and Jarrell and TJ Morning. And then I'm going to give you before the four to fake your goodbye. So you got another good topic, Ross. See y'all around soon. And Jarrell, you know, I'm in the <laughs> All
3: right, man. I see you. For some. Coach, I appreciate you. And everybody listening, man, this is one of those guys that Within them school walls, he he cared about his kids. And uh, if it weren't for him, I definitely wouldn't be the man that I am today. Ever since I graduated high school, he's checked on me. He showed up to football games. I showed up to birthday parties. And it's been definitely a father figure uh, for me. So if you get the opportunity to continue to follow this guy, he's going to definitely do continue to do great things for the youth. So I appreciate you, Coach, man. Much love.
0: Flipboard EDU podcast is a great resource for teachers, students, and administrators.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for Flip Tips. Today's Flip Tip is brought to you by my homegirl terry porter from her blog on medium.com and titled making flipping easy there are certain controls in the ios share dialogue box that i use with a lot of flipboards so i change these settings on my ipad and iphone to make flipping easy number one i want flipboard to be my primary app of choice for sharing those app icons in the share dialogue box are movable just press the icon, select, and move it. Number two, there are certain share options only available in Flipboard. These include promote to cover, which moves an image you flipped into your magazine to the cover of your magazine. And you can remove from your magazine, which gives you the ability to remove a flip. Shout out to my homegirl, Terry Porter, for that flip tip. Thanks, Terry. Flipboard fam, thanks for sticking with me on this episode. I want to thank Jerrell Jackson, TJ Moe, and Devin Griffin for sharing their thoughts with us on this episode. You can read more about this episode and other educators on the educators blog on Flipboard.com. I want to give another huge shout out to Aileen Laylor and Crystal Vanderboom for the editorials on the Flip EDU Educators blog. Remember to subscribe to our Flipboard EDU magazine on flipboard.com. I also have some exciting news. Flipboard has a podcast that is called The Art of Curation. Their first episode features Jennifer Frazier, a senior scientist and curator at the Exploratorium, a hands-on science museum in San Francisco. Jen shared what it's like to curate life sciences and how to reach seemingly out-of-reach audiences. And what it's like to curate with the community instead of just for them. Her love for sciences is infectious and make you want to go out and explore your natural world for yourself. So there's a new episode every Tuesday. So please rate it and subscribe. You can find it on Flipboard or anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, google and amazon so go ahead and subscribe don't forget to subscribe and share our podcast with the educator or colleague our podcast is also available globally and everywhere you listen to podcasts so until next time family